now we're going to go through our end of season awards. So we've got player of the season, goal of the season, that kind of thing. Some of these will be pretty quick fire. Some of them, having seen Matt's answers, might need a bit more explanation. Player of the season. I think I said Tyro Mings, didn't I? I'm a big um, big champion and a big advocate of Tyro Mings. And considering he didn't start the, the season in the team, uh, there's all that storm about, you know, will he, be, will he be off, will he be leaving? You know, bombed out the England squad um, from going to almost his own manager, uh, his own international manager writing him off to becoming, you know, a kind of, don't don't clip this bit, but a kind of a Beckenbauer-esque centre-half who's expected to play one-twos and triangles in his six-yard box and does it and looks for, you know, productive passes forward and to be able to do that and still be a solid defender and still be a good ambassador for Aston Villa. I just think I, I like that triumph in the face of adversity yeah I think there's like five or six players that I could say and uh, someone would have an argument anyway you know what it's like but Douglas Louise I think is is number one in my uh, my player of the season I think the delivery on the promise that you, you what he's a player you thought you were getting or the, you, yeah. the player you thought he'd become, he'd become he's also so much more than that the goal scorer he does a bit of everything I think a villa where he's in the heart of the midfield of for years to come he's going to be a very very good villa and also another player that didn't start the season. Oh, yeah, of course, like Mings and, and Watkins. You yeah. know, he, he, who was in charge? Were in charge at Wolf? Again, what was he doing? Who knows? Um, you also said, Louis, spoiler alert. Do you want to add anything else to what James said? Yeah, the same as exactly what James said. He he epitomises everything that Emery wants from that midfielder. He's the perfect player for it. He's got more key passes, more progressive passes, passes into final third than any other Villa player um, this season. But then more tackles and interceptions combined, more tackles won and tackles, you know, tackles challenged, I suppose you'd say, than any other Villa player as well. So he's all action and going forward as well. He's that player that you knock the ball into and he'll flip it in, you know, from defence to attack, playing between lines. And that's how important he is. There was a conversation, wasn't there, when in, him and Kamara, and you know, Kamara makes Louise so much better. But no, it's the both individually exceptional footballers and to have that as a double pivot moving forward. And again, we had that at the start of the season somehow. You know, you wouldn't have known it. But yeah, tremendous player. And I think you could make an argument for Mings, Louise. We did a video here, yeah. didn't we? We said yeah. Watkins, but possibly he had a good 2023. Louise, Mings, Martinez, I think might have been out with us. John McGinn, yeah. Ashley Young, possibly even in with a kind of honourable mention shout at the very least. Because Louise and Mings both, yeah, both. Yeah, they've both been really good seasons. Um, goal of the season? Uh, I think Secretino against Arsenal. Yeah, it was that one. It was Emery Ball, wasn't it? It was Marino doing what we know he can do. Down the Was it Louise who started it? And just on the edge of his own box? I don't know. I think, have you not got it? <laughs> on the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was quality. It was a really, really slick team goal. Uh, and at that stage, we thought we might go on and win the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, James? Yeah, just Bertrand Trevor raised one. I think we've already said it. Like the the way it made you feel, like how how does the gold make you feel that way? You know what I mean? And usually, like an escrow, you get the last bit of it, but that was just the the way the things needed to go for Villa, and the fact that it's like the ball was going. If that was just going the other way, nah, it's not happening. Bertrand Trevor did it. Yeah, when everyone told him not to as well. Yeah, got like, actually actively told him not to. John, yours was picked, asked for these a couple of days ago before the news that Ashley Young was departing and you've gone with... Ashley Young? Yeah, it's, it's one goal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Troy's goal is probably first, but I think it's worth 
mentioning Young's goal against Forest because I think that would have been a bit lost maybe in because it was at the start of the season. We all try and forget about what happened, but it's a great goal when you watch it back. I was covering the game again for Ash and um, the ball comes out and the perfect view behind it, it just stays hit and just whacks the back of the net. Really clean strike from Young and that will be his last goal for Villa. Most improved player. Sorry, in the middle this time, James. In a way, my only answer is John McGinn yeah. because of the way he he rose so high to be an undroppable player from the start of the season when you're thinking, someone bids for him. Off he goes, we move on. And that's not, I didn't think that. I always wanted John McGinn to just be a part of Villa because of what he's done at Villa, even if he's a mascot on the side. But he's so much more than that. Even in the, the last, game, last game of the season, it's John McGinn, I'm wearing it. He's this sweaty Scottish man. Fistball for running. Or he couldn't run anymore. And then he just finds, he sees the clock and he's like, oh, I can actually run loads now. It's John McGinn time. John McGinn, am I, yeah. And uh, he does what he wants. And he, it seems like he single-handedly took us to the uh, Europa Conference League in those moments. So, yeah, yeah. from from the, that start to now, most improved. I had Tyron Mings. Not because I think he's improved, but I think what... I think, no, the question. It, yes, of course. But I, I think it's his... <laughs> not in terms of the quality that he has but his consistency for me is the main thing because you know we all know Mings is a good player but he might have had a ricket in him every other month or whatever and that was obviously looked down on him but since Emery's come in I can't remember any faults at all like, and it's remarkable because for me he should be starting for England because I can't find a fault <laughs> his left footed is strong he's powerful he reads the game so well he plays out from the back in the Premier League this season He's got the fifth most clearances, sixth most interceptions of all Premier League defenders. Oh, league. Yep. Tenth for progressive distance of carrying the ball out from the back. So he can play in every way. Where's the fault? Find the fault. It's not there. I don't know if it's just a thing that opposition fans, whatever it is, it seems to be old timings isn't good enough. How is he not good enough? I genuinely don't understand it. And under Emery, I'm just glad that he's proven that. And he's had, you know, Gerard wasn't particularly supportive of him. And that wasn't very helpful for him. But now that he's got a manager like Emery and he's playing a brand of football that England aren't even playing, he's too good for England in a way. <laughs> he's not even starting for them. So, yeah, he's my most improved because of the consistency he's now playing with and the level of football that he's, um, you know, showing, I suppose. Most improved, Matt? Ollie Watkins. Any elaboration? No, I need a wait. There's a few left. There's a few left. Best transfer. This is quite a quick one. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's Moreno, isn't it? Or Cam Kamara. But yeah. I flipped a coin and it, it, it came up Moreno, so he's a mad. My coin said Kamara. Did it? What did your coin say, Matt? What he said. Come on, mate. Surprise of the season. Now, you could t- I said to you, you could take this in any angle. It could be a player, it could be a moment or, or whatever. Start with you, Matt, so you can all up and get out of here. Surprise of the season. I can't rush this. This is an important one. Um... How interested I've become in Aston Villa women's team. Well, my daughter's fallen in love with football in the last couple of years and we've been able to get to a couple of games at uh, Villa Park and uh, at Bescott. I feel a little bit guilty in the sense that I've been in the media for a long time and I'm only just jumping on the bandwagon on the back of what happened with the, the Euros last year. It's having a young daughter who's kind of really, really invested in it as well. But And I don't like the comparison that comparing it to the men's game because of this and because of that. I think in its own right, it's become a really interesting spectacle and Villa have done great things. Um, I know it's an easy one to say, but Rachel Daly, if you 
watch Rachel Daly play as a centre forward. She's actually really, really sounds patronising. It's actually really, really good. Not just a goal scoring, but a work rate. The way she leads the line and touching a technique, and I think Villa actually taking it seriously now. Villa look like they could not just Villa's men's team who were trying to break into the established elite. So, so the women's team, and I think, um, yeah, it's it sounds silly. It sounds sounds silly that that it's taken taken me so long. I don't think I'm I'm alone in doing that. But you know, if you've got a spare Saturday or a spare Sunday and you haven't been to see them, go and watch them play because it's looks like it's, it's really going places. Yeah. Oh, good luck following that surprise of the season, Jones. <laughs> a fact I'm here, to be honest. <laughs> like, uh, so it's mad what happens when you invest in something because, you know, how many times have we watched, you know, Villa Women's and how much do you are, you know, you're, you're, no, I've got to, I'm doing my job after, I'm going to my job now. And that's an Aston Villa footballer that said that. And it's a bit, you know, it shouldn't happen. My surprise is the fact I genuinely care so much about Aston Villa as a whole after how this season kind of started and, and the, the, the way the manager was speaking to players and the way the attitude was at the club. It just felt like we're going to win with or without the fans no matter what. We're going to do what we want. I'm going to ask players to look me in the eyes and tell me if they're ready to play. And it collapsed miserably and it was it was depressing and dark. And if you think, is the club actually going in the direction we thought it was going because it's made this massive call and it's had a manager who's made a massive course and they've all blew up in his face. And we're left here going, well, I hope we can finish 15th this year. And the fact that I care so much now, again, about Aston Villa, the fact that there's so much you know, engagement with fans about Aston Villa, the fact that Aston Villa fans care so much is actually a genuine surprise. They're always going to be here, but I think, you know, you get taken for granted when people are making a decision to sack a major, then bring in Steven Gerrard and then keep him after so much has gone on. I'm actually surprised they sacked him when they did. Um, but the fact that we're all here and the fact that it's been so good is a genuine surprise and I can't credit them enough. Mine was Ashley Young playing even better, which is a bit ironic. Um, yeah, I thought he was getting better with age and his consistency, there was no sign of him slowing down. For me, he was, as I say, over that 10-match run, he started six of those games and he didn't, again, I, we'll probably be asked about it later, but I just didn't see the need to not give him a new contract. I thought it was a bit of an obvious decision just to, you know, for what he gives in terms of experience. But then on the pitch, he's playing so well too. And I'm going to stop talking about stats soon, but in the Premier League, he was the fourth highest player to have tackled or to have completed, oh, sorry, uh, tackled. Stop talking about <laughs> Tackled stats. a greater percentage of the dribbles that he was facing, which basically means he's not being beaten by players on the ball. And for a 37-year-old, that's quite some doing. So... Yeah, I, I was surprised that he was let go and I thought he was very good for us this season. A very underrated part of what we've achieved. Uh, we'll get through these two quite quickly, I think, for you two at least. Highlight of the season, John, uh, James? That's the Unai Emery one. No, that is, I've got something different written down there. But <laughs> no, Unai Emery joining the club because I thought it was, you know, a coup at the time. I genuinely thought there's no way he looks at Villa and says, I'm on board. No matter what we think, how positive we think, but mm. the joined the way he talks to the project, the way he speaks about fans, the way he speaks about the club, it's almost like, you know, it's weird, but it's like, you know, it's almost like a, a family environment with the way he speaks. So, yeah, absolutely. The, the fact that he's an Aston, the Aston Villa major and a growing Aston Villa legend already is a is the highlight of my season. Uh, my highlight was Traore. I 
I'm, it's hard to come down from that. So Toronto against Leicester. Once you cry on the podcast, there's no going back. Exactly. Favorite game, Matt? You go first. Um, Manchester United game uh-huh. at Villa Park. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. Uh, 1995 was it? Can't win anything with kids. Um, I put a picture on my Twitter today, which is based back. It's a great that, picture. It is a good picture. I'm draped provocatively over a beige Ford Fiesta. Uh, I'll put that in for the people watching. This yeah, show. I would do. Yeah, and again, it was one of those ones where first half we just kind of blew them away and probably didn't quite have the the margin, the the, the winning margin that we thought we had. But reset, didn't we? And scored to Ramsey score straight after half time. I think. Yeah, I think he did. And hit the post he, as well straight after. Was it Bailey? Did Bailey hit the post like straight off the kickoff as well? Like that. That. Um, but it was just oh my god, this bloke has had what three days to work with this team and there's already kind of patterns of play emerging, there's already an identity uh, and like I said, I'm, as a Villa fan who kind of grew up in the 90s where United just kind of put our nose out of joints and then ran away from us in effect it's been a long time coming um, to see us compete I know it's a fading force of a Man United compared to what we were up against previously but that was just a real, real special moment. My one's the Man United one because of all the reasons Matt said, he was like he was watching history as a Villa fan. As sad as it is, you know, that you beating, you know, as a season ticket holder, Man United coming, ah, oh, okay, that's a loss then, isn't it? You know, simple as, it didn't matter what we were doing. Turning it around, and, you know, giving a real good farewell to Cristiano Ronaldo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the stuff dreams are made of, frankly. Newcastle 3-0, nearly a perfect performance, wasn't it? So yeah, that's mine. And a nice quick answer. Lovely. And then I don't know why I've left disappointment of the season to end on a low, but disappointment of the season. Uh, John, start with you. Stevenage, FA Cup defeat. For everything that Emery's done, I did my um, sort of player manager ratings for the season earlier today and someone's already stopped me in the crowd and said, why is Emery not 10 out of 10? Stevenage, whether that's his fault or not, Stevenage happened. My disappointment was... And it is a bit of cliche, but it was seeing those season ticket price rises. There's a guy who I'm sure a lot of people in the room will know. If you haven't, you've probably heard of him by legend called Mick Dale, uh, who is Mr. Aston Villa, tour guide extraordinaire. Um, hear stories of people who travel far and wide to Villa Park and he makes the experience special for them. Just a really, really good guy who, um, I hope you won't mind me saying, but he's having a hip operation at the moment. So... Uh, we all wish him, wish him well with that, but he's no longer going to be working for Aston Villa. And this sounds a little bit crap because I'm a Villa fan who's thoroughly behind us, challenging for the top four, challenging for trophies, you know, having almost became, becoming a commercial machine that allows us to do this. But I like Villa people, I like people who are the heartbeat of the club and who have got, got the club at heart. Um, Mick is definitely one of those. Um, so just a little bit, a little bit of a shame, I think, that he's, he's no longer going to be there. But um, without being too kind of sentimental about it, it's glad and proud that we've had him representing our club for, for the last kind of 10 or 15 years. I remember very quickly doing our planning meeting for this other day. Me and John, I'm going to throw you under the bus here. And we were going through what's the, yeah, what we're we going to talk about and whatnot. And I'd said we'd kind of prepared answers before for these kind of things. And John asked me whether Mick was going to be here tonight because we did try and invite him. And I said, oh, no, he's having a, he's having a hip-hop. And he was like, hip-hop? 
Mick does hip hop. He's on after all. We're just the warm up act. He's on after us, break dancer. Hip hop operation. So, yeah. Thank you very much for, for tuning in, for the people watching this online for our end of season review and the end of season awards. We are going to do a QA with the. I don't know how many tickets we sold in the end, but it looks like a huge crowd near 300-ish. So thank you very much for coming. For people watching this online, we're going to cut here and then go to a second video in the next few days. If we can get a round of applause for the, for the lads, then we'll be back in about 15 minutes.